Hi everyone. Uh welcome to the Rain Matter podcast. Uh now today I have uh, Anugrah Vasant and Rohan from Small Case. And uh and and the idea like always is to have a fun conversation talking about the journey and you know talk about the challenges, what's what's in it for the future and 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 potentially what are things to learn for all of us. Right? So, uh, firstly, Anugrah Vasant Rohan, thanks a lot for joining in. Uh, I was just asking you guys as in uh, you haven't really done this together right as in like a podcast together uh, uh is, is this is like the first time i'm guessing right yeah something like this this for the first time <laughs> actually yeah so so i mean i i was thinking about it i was looking at my emails you know i i got introduced to vasant in 2015 by prabhakar was you know uh, and uh, and i i just realized that i haven't actually asked you know i know that you guys were in college in you know iit kgp together but I was trying to recall the conversation around how did this, how did you guys come together for an idea like this? Because even though you were in college, you all had good jobs after college, right? I, I know you were at Traction, you were at Namura, you were at Goldman Sachs, isn't? And and fintech in 2015-16 was not hot, right? I mean, right now it's it's like super hot. Right? I mean, it is a no-brainer if someone says build something for you know stockbroking or you know like capital markets. But back in 2015, it wasn't hot. right as in i don't think I, maybe you were one of the first few startups to come around the scene uh, and say i'm going to build like a you know like a like a cool experience for people trying to invest uh, so how did all of this happen as in um, you know maybe just give a background around how did the decision happen no sure uh, i think uh, you know maybe some individual backgrounds required here uh, i am uh, you know i'm from mangalore i uh grew up in abu dhabi but i come from a family that's been into the stock markets uh both from the investing side as well as uh being you know sub brokers investment advisors uh right now my uncle runs uh pms hedge fund as well so kind of while growing up uh, you know was exposed to a lot of that i had interned at one of at omnisys in my first second years of college so that was you know one part of uh growing up so prabhakar prabhakar is your relative Uh, I don't know the exact relation, but yes, somehow we're related. Uh, so Shivram Khamat is your relative. Yes, yes, he's my uh, direct uncle, my mom's brother. So. Uh, oh, so he's the supporter you're referring to. Yes, yes, he he used to. Uh, <laughs> okay. His uh, he was a sub broker for Prabodhas Lalitha, and so he used to have a, a dealing set up at home. So whenever I used to be back home for the summer vacations from Abu Dhabi, I used to be there on you know in that setup for. The, the most of the market are so that's where you know i got initiated to it but uh, met both anugrah and rohan at college i was doing my masters in economics uh, at kharagpur anugrah was also doing the same thing rohan was uh, doing his masters in computer science and engineering uh, anugrah rohan you want to quickly introduce before we come to 2015 yeah sure uh, so i didn't have any background in finance <laughs> before joining college so uh, i uh, like both my parents uh, were professors uh, actually most of my aunts uncles were either teachers or professors so growing up there was a lot of focus on uh, actually getting into a good college getting a good degree <laughs> so i also uh, prepared hard and thankfully i was uh, able to get into one of the iits although rohan would have probably the best rank my rank was very poor but uh, as was mentioned i uh, ended up in like doing economics from IIT Kharagpur and uh, like for the first 2 3 years the 
I didn't study at all. <laughs> but uh, by the time I was in fourth year, I started understanding few uh, concepts of economics. And uh, uh, because IITs allow you to take subjects from different streams, right? I had taken a lot of subjects from statistics and as well as in the uh, MBA school, which is there in uh, IIT KGP. And uh, due to that, my interest in finance started of, uh, also started growing. And then I registered for CFA. And by the time I completed my uh, full five years of uh, MSc in economics, I had completed the CFA and uh, finally got a job in uh, Nomura. CFA, all the levels. Who does it do? Who does it in college? <laughs> <laughs> so so actually, actually, I would be honest, it was probably out of FOMO. Like everyone was doing something and, I, and economics was very new at that point in time. So I actually, for one year, I was like, okay, what should I do? What would give me that edge when I will sit for the placements? Right? So it was purely coming in from that, that angle at that point in time. But yeah. <laughs> Ron? I think Anugrah, that would have been the youngest person in india to have I, I don't think so so were you, were you like one of those uh, head of uh, the 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 finance like you know like the students finance like you know like club and all of that as in, in college so uh, actually within uh, i think mine was the third batch of economics in uh, iid kharagpur so this course itself was very new at that point in time and when i joined not even the first batch had graduated so we had no clue in the sense that which sort of companies we would get into, whether this sector would become hot or not, right? And uh, But by the time we actually uh, graduated, this was probably one of the very few departments which used to get placed very quickly and which was a big surprise to us. But uh, in terms of clubs and societies, no, we didn't have uh, a lot of these finance clubs or anything. Uh, we used to have a cultural festival in college, which uh, I and Kamath sort of org used to organize together. We were part of that organizing committee and that's how we actually met. Kamath is a junior of mine, so oh, <laughs> uh, he had come for one of those interviews when you select people, right, to <laughs> get into the clubs. But yeah, that that was a very interesting and enriching experience. All right, so I guess I'll start with mine as well. So for me, uh, I probably was actively against the idea of working in finance in my childhood. Whenever I used to see something like a CNBC ticker, I just didn't like that. I thought this is not where I'm going to be ever. Right? But uh, I was the sort of person who would say that I'm going to be a software engineer. I'm going to make games. I just want to live on a computer probably for the rest of my life. So uh, with that thought, you know, it was just a matter of time until it became apparent that engineering is what you need to do. So obviously in India, you're going to try to get into an IIT, did through, uh, you know, got through all of that and ended up getting computer science in Kharagpur. So, uh, Till that time, I think I was actually definitely very interested in computers and computers only and nothing else. And that continued throughout uh, college. And I would say that the aim for me at the time was to just get into, uh, you know, big Google like company in the US. And uh, somehow that didn't happen. Like I tried uh, uh, going to multiple, going through multiple interviews with different companies. Somehow it ended up being that I got placed at Goldman. So that was actually the first time that anything finance related had come my way. And I just went for it thinking, you know, let's try this out. So spent a couple of years there and uh, realized that, you know, it's, uh, it, it was a mixed bag that uh, really got a lot of exposure into how the exchanges work. So I was working with a team which used to uh, do the smart order routing for the US and Canada as well. And, uh, Got a really good idea of how exchanges work, how at the exchange level order books a bit and, you know, trades execute. 
so that was my first exposure and it made sense to me right it is ultimately an engine which is working which is just part of engineering computer science so it made sense but i sort of started learning finance along the way and uh, by the end of the couple of years uh, i felt like i was ready for more responsibility wanted to do more more and more things and somehow around that time uh, vasant and i got talking again and that's when this started so vasant and i were from the same batch we weren't really what you would call friends but we sort of had a mutual respect for each other because uh, we probably knew what each other like what we used to do we had a lot of mutual friends but uh, never really got around to uh, talking a lot or anything in college but just knew of each other's existence i'd say and i had some respect at least from my side i could say that <laughs> what what year was this as in uh, you guys were in college when as in 2010 is it so uh, we entered in 2008 and graduated 2013 both of us and anugrah was a year senior yeah so who made that first call uh, you know to with this idea of small cases and like how, how did how did that happen how did you all come together in 2015 i think the chronology uh, vasant is the best person to answer <laughs> yeah no i think uh, you know uh, after graduating i joined uh, this startup that was tracking other startups it's called tractions uh, it's kind of you know building like a bloomberg equivalent for private markets and uh, you know i worked there for around 2 years most of my last 3 4 months were actually working and researching on the fintech industry globally and that's where you know we started seeing that on the assets wealth side in india there's not been much you know that's changed uh first call was actually anugrah and me uh, we spoke uh, i think in march 2015 uh, you know late night call i think uh, it was a weekend both of us had partied and <laughs> after that we got to speaking that call went pretty long and that's where i think you know we uh, had the seed for what small cases today uh, you know primarily came from what anugrah was also doing at nomura and the idea was why doesn't that exist for individual investors and you know from there on uh we figured that this is not really you know this will require a lot of technology to actually scale up and to build uh that's where we started looking for you know our third partner uh met you know one of rohan used to live with all these goldman sachs folks so i actually pinged one of his flatmates first to see if he would be interested gone gone to his house met him he immediately said no this is not my <laughs> cup of tea but you know what rohan might be interested he gets off at 2 am at night uh he'll come back why don't you speak to him then so waited around for i think 6 7 hours <laughs> uh, again same late night 2 am to 4 5 am i think we spoke and uh, i think in the next 7 days we decided that this is something that we should explore and start got it so ron how did that you you the person who never wanted to look at a ticker you know ended up building ticker tape you know so like how did that <laughs> in the sense how did how did you agree so fast as in because you know with with even at zerodha right with kalash it took me like forever like you know it was like uh, you know how did you agree in 7 months you know 7 days sorry right so i think my conversion had already started at goldman right so okay. I, i was already exposed to finance by then and uh, the idea itself uh, for me seemed a little more about getting it out to the people like making it more democratic which seemed like you know uh, that kid who couldn't really understand what's going on 
is probably going to have a better way of ent- entering the market and actually participating in what is one of the best ways to build wealth right so it was more coming from that respect that this is in a nutshell it seems good wasn't why don't you quickly pitch what small case is you know is for you know like what are you building for you know like like just a one minute you know for for people watching who need some context on small case no sure uh, a lot of uh, you know evolution and expansion over the last 5 years but the core concept still remains the same as in what we're building is uh, a layer or a platform for better investment products uh, we call them small cases each small case is simply a basket of you know uh, securities be it stocks etfs reits and uh, more in the future but it's just a basket uh multiple participants in this be it uh you know uh, investment managers who create and manage these small cases uh brokerages uh, who help us uh, you know direct the transaction to the exchange uh distribution advisors who basically take these products to the end clients and that's that's uh, what we've been building over the last 5 years and continuing to kind of you know uh, expand on this core concept of portfolio based investing for individuals and you know just to add you know when uh, wasan first met uh, me in 2015 i think what was very exciting for uh, for us at zeroda was that you know we had seen that one of the big reasons for people to lose money in the markets is uh, concentrated risk that people take on stocks right like you know as as soon as you start buying you know your entire portfolio is you know is two or three stocks the risk goes up significantly and and you're just one new servant fr- from you know kind of having such a big drawdown that you become inactive as an investor right uh, and i think when when you know first we heard about you know uh, the idea of small case the most exciting thing was that you know you can get people of course firstly people understand ideas more than stocks right like you know i mean like everyone around us you know we are all talking ideas all the time but we never talk infosys hdfc bank right as in uh so firstly that was you know i think it was a great a great way to expand the market but more importantly it uh it it you know it helped expand the market in the correct sense you know without taking too much risk on behalf so it's not pushing people to take aggressive bets you know it is actually reducing the risk for the customer so that was very exciting and i think one tidbit for everyone you know is there was no rain matter in 2015 right i think rain matter was enabled because of small case because uh Rain Matter was really the first partnership. I mean, for Small Case was really the first partnership we had uh, as Zeroda, and and whatever Small Case did was why we thought there is a use case for Rain Matter. I don't think the Rain Matter as a as an initiative would start, would have been around if not for Small Case and you know you guys building such a great product. So uh, so firstly, yeah, thanks thanks for that. <laughs> so because today I think you know thanks to you guys today Rain Matter for us is you know has become like an initiative of its own with so many other startups. Uh, Uh, you know, building on top of uh, uh, the Skype ecosystem, you know. Uh, so yeah, so uh, how was how was like how did the first you know once once you three came together, what happened next? As in, what was the uh, like you you decided to do this, and so what was the next few things that you guys did? Because it it is you know I mean this was building in a complex regulatory environment, right? As in a you know uh, I keep joking about it, right? You know, as a broker. you know once you're on the other side of regulation you know this regulatory you know like you know like a it almost becomes like a moat that you have right as in 
so you know all the three of you didn't really work in a regulated environment right and you were take you know taking a chance of building a business in a regulated environment right as in so which comes with with its own risk and people i've seen it right people generally say you know stay away from regulated businesses so uh, what happened next as in how did you like once that you know seven days with rowan happened you know after that you know, what are the next steps you guys did no i think uh, you know i'll start off anugra and rohan can also add but uh, next was obviously a series of steps to you know uh, get this out there so how do we do that what i think we realized was on one end we needed uh, these portfolios designed uh, by a team uh, you know it's a new concept obviously can't start getting uh, you know external managers or advisors to create this so we had to build that capability in house so that was one second one was we realized pretty quickly that without a transaction enablement to this there's there's no point as in it will still remain the same process that it was before like if you want to buy a portfolio of stocks without say small case it would take you say 200 clicks so much time entry multiple platforms to track it because the entire experience is around you know uh, single stock uh, investing on different broker environments so you know that's what we realized that transactions is important so uh, that's where you know we started meeting uh, retail brokerages we met you uh, i think at that time we met you uh, there was no kite as well at that point right uh, the zero broking thing wasn't true it was a discount brokerage setup uh, 20 rupees but you know a lot of what zero dice today it, it did not exist but i think uh what we really took away from that conversation was you know there was a very strong meeting of minds and you know that's where we had kind of realized that this is the best way to do this uh kind of build on top of what zerodas platform is uh you, know, you expose the execution pipes to us we build on top of that and that's how it could go ahead so bunch of steps uh building that uh, the research the team the capability starting to build the technology on the other side to build this team needed to raise capital etc so i think those things took any i think 5 to 6 months uh uh had we started looking for space to start working out of uh, once we started hiring people that's where again you uh, you offered saying that you know why don't you come sit in the zero the office itself uh, ex- exactly at that point there was no rain matter so all this wasn't like you know a given or there was no precedent at all so kind of all this started happening i think we started building out from september uh, post that it was primarily anugra and rohan who did things on one on the product side the other on the platform the technology side anugra rohan you want to expand on that? actually i'll take one more step back uh, so the first step was to convince each other that whether we would move to bombay or to bangalore <laughs> <laughs> because uh, so uh, like i was in bombay and uh, rohan and vasant were in bangalore right and i think uh, for almost 2 to 3 months we kept <laughs> sort of convincing each other that the bombay is a better place or bangalore is a better place i know where was your girlfriend or at that time Oh, she was in Bombay only. Oh yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> I thought you moved because she was in Bangalore. <laughs> so, no, no, no. Actually, I left my girlfriend and came to came to Bangalore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I, I think it was uh, probably a matter of few days. If I would have uh, not said yes to moving to Bangalore, these guys would have said yes to uh, yes for moving to Bombay. But uh, yeah, I think. Uh, Wasn't they skipped a lot of his steps 
we it it was not at all easy to raise capital initially or we were not extremely clear in the sense that okay this is exactly what is going to be there right we uh, i remember i think we would have met almost every vc uh, before we we sort of met you or the bloom right and all of them they either didn't understand what we were talking because some of the basic things also which we given that we came from the same same industry we were able to make sense but we felt that a lot of people were not getting what we were talking right and we got a lot of nos almost almost no from <laughs> every other investor but finally uh, thankfully vasant uh, ended up meeting you and then when i came to bangalore all of us again came to your office and met you and it's it's it sort of happened and i still remember the first thing like before saying yes you had told us okay why don't you guys come up with 20 themes uh, we would see what sort of themes work <laughs> and everything so <laughs> over two days we had come up with something then you had floated with the whole zero the team and that that that's sort of uh, how it happened but when we started building the product uh, Uh, because uh, like one of our few hires who had also moved uh, into small case with me and he was working at nomura right we had some experience of building these custom indices right so my job in nomura was primarily to come up with uh, trading ideas uh, and these trading ideas used to be of different kinds for example uh, uh, like for, for example at that time uh, gangnam style song was very famous right? and k pop was becoming a thing so we had created a basket of korean music labels pitched it to japanese clients right so <laughs> these sort of things is what we were doing and so we had very good idea of how to take some uh, very basic ideas and create a, a sophisticated custom basket uh, which is which is trackable which is executable gives and gives sort of full transparency uh, transparency and how it gets pitched to the client right so that sort of expertise we had in the sense that what goes into calculation of those returns what is the sort of algorithm that goes behind maintaining a sort of an index uh, for a particular portfolio right because this is something which is which takes a lot of time to pick for example uh, be it like an msci or these are the sort of setups where people would have these expertise right but given that we had some experience of doing this so that was the expertise where we didn't have any challenge in the sense that key okay how do we create an index how do we maintain the index how do we apply the corporate actions on top of these index right how do they get adjusted in real time uh, and those sort of things were where where we were absolutely fine in terms of calculating creating those baskets right and this is that uh, and rohan can talk about this more but on the execution side also we were sort of a little sorted because we were getting a lot of help from your side in the sense that yeah these are the sort of uh, apis and this is how the transactions will get filled and everything will come in but where we faced a lot of challenge and which took a lot of time also to initially take the product live was to come up with that best customer journey because in order to ensure that that portfolio gets executed in one click right and the whole decision making uh, comes at the portfolio level from single stock levels right yeah. because like you have seen a small case platform unless and until you want to get into the details we don't show what are the stocks and everything because if if a person is looking at his stocks day in day out right let's say he has uh, and you would know this best but if let's say he has 7 to 8 stocks and one stock is going down by 10% he would not think that this stock is providing me the diversification he will just probably cut the position right and the idea of small case was the portfolio based strat, uh, investing right so we wanted that the ret- return expectations risk considerations tracking order execution everything gets abstract on a portfolio level versus a stock level so cracking that bit sort of took a little bit of time but yeah in terms of how the uh, underlying systems were working we had good uh, understanding of that mm-hmm. do you want anything to add right i think uh, 
when we're talking of the times initially I, for uh, me also it was a bit about just figuring out how we're going to set things up right understanding with anugre what is a portfolio going to be what is a small case how do we actually represent it internally for a computer like storing it on a database so a lot of decision making there initially right which uh, had to be done and obviously uh, before we could get a yes from you we also had to show you what this platform might look like so some bit of time i think uh, we forced vasant into writing some front end <laughs> html and css code because that's something i could never do and uh, i took care of the rest but then uh, we came up with this sort of a poc which uh, now if we look at we feel really shameful about but it was just to represent you know what could be there so building that uh, then from there moving on and understanding how we're actually going to figure out a flow of say anugre telling us that you know this is what a small case is now put it into the database so that it shows up there so all of those pieces putting them together and thinking of the architecture was sort of what uh, we would be doing so i would be doing uh, initially and then as anugraded say when we started building the product out it was a little more professional in the approach and then you know uh, trying to understand what the flow should be so we i think we've had a lot of conversations over how we want to keep things very simple a lot of debates and heated debates even okay. about you know what should be shown what shouldn't be shown and that's how we came up with that first version which i think uh, yeah we yeah. how how we're a little bit proud how does how does how does how do these heated debates you know like how do you like three how do you make peace as an like how does it uh, how does it usually play out if you don't all the three of you don't agree on a thing right like you vote or what do you do like how do you uh, solve those situations i uh, i think with time some maturity is coming initially <laughs> the discussions used to be more heated but uh, now we are able to make sense of what is more logical if the other person is putting the correct perspective but uh, sometimes it comes to yeah two people are saying something so okay let's go with it but most of the times we are able to convince each other i think the trick is uh, the three number if it was two it could have been very different got it got it Rohan, I think I think you know, like like you know, we've spoken about this internally, right? I think for you, the biggest challenge probably would have come as soon as you started integrating with different brokers, right? As in, just to you know, like because every broker would have his own tech, you know, so it it was not like you know, like once you build for one, you know, it just works for everyone, right? So, how did you manage that? Like you know, how because I think you have what like eleven or twelve broking partners now, as in. Uh, like how do you how do you manage having you know like manage this for 11 different brokers working differently as in other dedicated teams within your tech team or or how, how does this work? right so very initially when we started off it was obviously which is zerodha and uh, from our experience with zerodha uh, you know things were already set up working with kailash you could see that things were already set up for an integration from outside because that's how even kite was built so that initial integration for us was actually uh, just trying to understand more of the market itself and how orders work in india specifically rather than the complexity of the integration itself there were of course challenges there were times when we uh, did after even going live we faced issues which we couldn't have uh, really think, thought about but uh, that integration in the integration itself wasn't really i would say as tough and uh, the team at the time was basically we uh, you know just got two more people apart from me who were actually looking at the integration and again 
so many different things that ultimately it'd probably be me and this one fresher that we'd hired right out of college. So that's how we built the first one. The second was where we understood that, okay, it, this is not going to be easy because uh, the second one was actually with access. And, uh, you know, there was this huge uh, bunch of things that we had to do for security also, which we uh, realized that, you know, it's coming from more of a bank security perspective, which we had to just prove not, uh, you know, we couldn't really say whether uh, we had this or not until we could prove it to them. So that was one big challenge that uh, came in. And when we actually crossed that and we got to where we are going to integrate things, we realized that not everyone is going to be as ready as probably where Zerodha was with Kite APIs. And we actually had to get, uh, you know, go to brokers, sit in their offices, tell them that this is how we want things. So it took a long, lot of time, lot of back and forth, but we were able to convince them that this is, you know, something that's going to be good for the long term. And because of that, I would say that each integration that we do, it is actually still a lot of work. And now we have a dedicated team, which looks at that with multiple people, but initially it was just, you know, one person, two people, three people, maybe. And I think that is still effort for us, but that is where, you know, you brought up the point of the moat. That is where our moat comes in that it is not easy to have these integrations, but we figured out a way where we can make everyone's life comfortable that not expect too much from a broker, not, uh, you know, not stretch too much on ourselves and have a middle ground, which works for us and then set up our mode that way. Sure. So what's it now, you know, uh, firstly, how tough was it to get these broking brokers to ag agree to, you know, integration? Because, you know, some of these are banks, right? As in, I think they were for the first time integrating, like having such a deep integration with any third party, right? Uh, like, what was the cycle like? It, it took three, six months to convert or was it <laughs> was it more? Much more. Uh, I think we started uh, talking to other brokers immediately. I think in the next month post after we launched, like we launched in July 2016, I think from August, we had started realizing that if you know what we are really building is a, a platform play it's an you know new instrument it's a new layer it can't be with you know one uh, transaction platform and you know we discussed about this and that's where we immediately started talking to other broking platforms i think at that time this was 2016 so there was no fintech uh, word there was no collaboration between say you know banks and fintechs like we see a lot of that today but at that point of time it it, it was never there uh there was no precedent of you know such a partnership happening at a platform level as in either you were a vendor or you know uh, you were a competitor to them so there was no partner kind of a concept at all so i think uh, that took us the most amount of time to actually explain the kind of relationship or partnership that we wanted with uh, you know, the other brokers, uh, obviously there was this whole aspect about what the relationship with, you know, your first broker partner is, how will it evolve? Where does it come from a compliance point of view, uh, regulatory point of view, etc. You know, what's the platform going to look like uh, white label branded, customized, all of those start things started coming in. And I think, uh, you know, that's where we had to take a lot of calls that have still served us well, be it right from to what point do we kind of, you know, white label it? To what point do we uh, kind of give off, say, UX decisions, give off, say, you know, uh, 
UI decisions, etc. To what point do we uh, customize it or keep it as standardized as possible, etc. But I think the primarily uh, primary thing to actually get over was, you know, how does a partnership like this look? What does it mean for the broker? What does it mean for us? What is the eventual end state for it looking like? And I think first few months, you know, we didn't pitch it right for sure. As in, we said, this is something that should exist and hence you should be part of it. Right. So, and obviously that uh, doesn't work. So we got a lot of no's. I think Anugra Rohan remembered this as in after every trip to Bombay is to come back really frustrated <laughs> and say, you know, this is not happening. Not happen. and, but it just continued. I think once, uh, you know, we started thinking about it more from their point of view and how it really fits into their system versus just fitting into our system and uh, could articulate that much better. That's where, you know, we started seeing success. So I think our second broker agreement was signed sometime in October, 2017. Uh, and then November 3rd, December 4th, January 5th, etc. So, and then we launched in 2018, two years after we launched with Zeroda. But uh, it took more than a year for this whole sales cycle and post that the integration cycle. So, so for someone who's going to these banks for just not a, you know, like a capital market product, even a banking product, you'd say, so what is, so you say articulate like better to them, how it will help them. Is it uh, like, what, what is the, like, what should someone know if, if, if another startup is going to. So, uh, no, sure. I think uh, one part of it is solved now, which is, you know, there have been examples, precedents of successful partnerships, right? So, you know, uh, both sides are very open to figuring out collaboration opportunities, which is not there then. But the second part is, what does it mean for, you know, the bank? Because they're opening up a lot of systems for you. They're exposing your product or workflow to their customers. Obviously, all uh, aspects of risk, perception, uh, branding, you know, what happens if something goes wrong? What's the worst case? Liabilities, all that come into play. So I think, you know, it has to start from a point of saying what is, you know, say the end goal or the vision and how do we work towards that for that partner without which you cannot even get their interest to even go deeper and try and figure out, you know, how do you start with? So I think that's, that's been very clear as in, if you can uh, visualize and make them visualize that part of, you know, the partnership, what, what does success look like? I think it's much easier to basically then draw it backwards and get a relationship going. And uh, just to add to what Vasan said, right, I think another key thing to sort of keep in mind is that uh, like if like things started turning uh, turning good for us after almost a year, right, and uh, definitely our pitch, as Vasan mentioned, improved to these guys, right, but simultaneously our product has also started getting traction. Right. Because uh, I think unless and until if that wouldn't have happened, those just the pitch wouldn't have done it, done it for us, right? Because our product started working, customers started liking the experience, and actually the like our customers started going to their brokers and asking that uh, why small case is not present here, right? And that is something that s sort of fast uh, fasten up the whole process because uh, till till the time we achieved our product market fit we had to do all the convincing as soon as we reached there the customers started doing the convincing for us and uh, the sales cycle started becoming very 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 short and obviously we were, our pitches were also improved by that <laughs> no no i think i think that whole you know you had the you still have it right where you tweet to your broker saying why is there no small case i think that's a that's a really smart idea i mean uh, has that resulted into a lot of conversions as in have you a uh, lot of pressure on the brokers to uh, integrate. Uh, has that worked? The, that button, the tweet to your broker thing? 
no no absolutely i think uh, the reason behind why we did it in the start was to check you know who should we actually approach as in who's interested in this concept uh, enough that they will actually go out and tweet something or you know actually tell their broker to add this so we would get a overall view of saying okay broker a has so many tweets which is where we should go and approach them and this could aid in the sales cycle but then it started having you know a much uh, much more different uh, impact to it where brokers used to call us and say we'll do it just can you you know stop that for some time started <laughs> with it etc so uh, that we didn't anticipate for us it was just you know a way to actually measure where is the most interest today and you know uh, prioritize that broker or talk to that uh, partner a lot uh, faster so but it actually turned out very well uh, today actually we don't have it anymore so oh. now that you know we've heard a good set of brokers you know the the number of dmat accounts or the percentage of dmat accounts that can transact into small cases is well over 80% now and that's growing some more uh, brokers in the pipeline so now we don't have it but we have seen it being used in many other products now that's a nice hack <laughs> that people uh, put in so that you know they can check and as well as impact some faster sales so so does it mean that rohan doesn't have to worry about another broker integration or do you like how how is that working now is in is there any broker i mean i'm sure a lot of brokers are reaching out saying why don't you integrate so you must be saying more no than yes now right i'm like you know before like oh, how do you decide as in like how do you decide which broker you should integrate with because i i i know that at least two three of them have reached out to me saying can you connect me to small case i want you know like like a broker reaching out saying you know you want an integration so so today you integrate only if a broker is a certain size is it uh multiple uh, uh you know criteria there nitin but uh, one of that is that so you know earlier like 3 years back like if you look at you know how what is the percentage of uh, accounts that could transact into small cases that was 5% like 3 years back from today right uh, today it's over 80% so that was definitely one criteria to say what coverage do we get from this one broker uh recently it's now also become whether if the broker is growing really fast so if they're growing really fast that means that you know uh that is a integration that we should prioritize and more uh, recently like in the last few months again we started talking to uh partners who have a strong use case for one of the products on the platform as in they like a certain product they know that their clients would like that particular product be it you know created by one of our uh, partner managers etc and they want to get that to their clients even if it's a smaller client base that is another use case so basically continuing to prioritize on those three criteria and trying to uh, you know do it we're, we're not saying no to anybody it's just basically you know a matter of when we can pick that up so it's a priority list not really a yes no list yeah anubra this this whole uh, you know like i remember when we started small case at least for the first two years you know you were building all the small cases right when had you guys thought about you know this publisher when we when you started small case or it's something that evolved over time saying that now is is the time to allow others to come and build small cases as in uh how how so it how, sorry please it sorry. yeah it, it it sort of happened uh, very organically because uh, as you mentioned for almost uh, uh, like before we went live with our second broker partner we were the only ones who were building these small cases right and uh, at that point in time we had never uh, put in too much of effort in terms of automating our own uh, sort of uh, processes internally that we had right because uh, it, it was always like 
there's limited bandwidth let's put it to use where it is most needed in terms of building out the products and uh, features for our customers right but we never focus too much on uh, automating our internal processes right so most of the work that we used to do in terms of managing these portfolios rebalancing these portfolios uh, it was very manual right but uh, by then the number of portfolios that we were managing had also started increasing in number like we were managing i think back then itself we started managing more than 30 40 portfolios and uh, when we uh, integrated with our second broker partner which was access direct right they had an internal research team right which also wanted to create a small cases right and at that point in time we realized that uh, this like we can't ask them to do this manually and then or send the files to us we'll upload and things like that because of the security and all the other reasons right so that's when we realized that yes we need to create a product which can automate the process of managing these portfolios uh, for the managers right and uh, that's when we started thinking about publisher at that point in time also we hadn't uh, sort of imagined the product in a manner that it exists today where uh, all the independent investment advisors or research analysts uh, are also able to create these portfolios right but uh, after access direct when we integrated with hdfc uh, just like edge securities or uh, code of securities their internal research teams also started coming onto the platform they also created started creating these portfolios right and when they started doing this they started coming with feature request also that uh, that this needs to exist that also needs to exist right and when uh, when we started thinking more about it that's when we realized that yes this makes a very good like we can evolve this into a very good product which can sort of suffice all the different needs of a portfolio manager who's building portfolios for retail right and that's when we give a actually like a good proper shot in terms of scoping out in uh, in the sense that what this product could be and uh, today as you know how the publisher exists is that anyone who wants to run their uh, model portfolio advisory or research practice right can can just take our product as a shopify sort of a solution where all their needs sort of get fulfilled right so they can maintain their portfolios they can manage their portfolios we sort of help them create their own website uh, the website is automatically linked with the backend where all the portfolios that they are creating directly comes onto the website the websites are integrated with all the our broker partners and this all happens at a click of a button so the whole manager onboarding is automated in the sense that manager comes to us fills a form the login id password automatically gets generated for him once he logs in creates his portfolio by himself puts a submit request after filling in all the information there are some backend checks that we run and the website automatically gets created with the backend like with the with the pipes linked with all the brokers and on top of it we also take care of subscriptions billing user management so like if without publisher if an advisor has to run his practice of let's say managing 200 to 300 clients he might need a like a 15 20 member team right but with publisher he can just do it by himself like that that's that's where now we are sort of reached no no i think i think it's quite beautiful i've i've spoken to you know i mean you guys have been getting so much love from you know a lot of these rais right as in rohan how was it as in was building this product completely different or you know i mean was it like an extension of small case or this is like a like a separate standalone product as in right so i think as anugra said even from the product vision it started off something which was more of a, a way to manage small cases rather than actually a vision on the whole product ultimately even though we knew that there was a market for that that is not exactly where we started so the same way the way when we actually built it out it was more of an extension to what we had already built 
and it just became a smaller part along which ran alongside but then over time we realized that this is an actual big product which needs to scale on its own so we took the steps to completely separate things out and run it parallelly now with its own team which just completely is independent of the small case main in, uh, product that we have so if you look at it where uh, where it was when we started off versus now things have completely changed but it's evolved into it a full blown product and an, even a business for that matter and and uh, what percentage of transactions happen on you know your own small cases as in what you publish as your internal team versus what broker broking teams do versus what standalone rias are doing as in what is what is like a, a mix here as in where where do you get most of your transactions from uh, sure i uh, if i look at it it would still uh, be high, uh, highest on you know the in house ones uh, today it's not you know with small case anymore the creation of this uh, the team that used to create these small cases under another subsidiary called windmill capital so that still occupies the largest but uh, the rias the independent managers uh, that's been doing really fast as in say a year back maybe it would have been at 2 3% of the entire mix today it's at you know around 20% of the entire mix Uh, so that's grown pretty fast uh and brokers would be you know around the managers itself uh, but a new thing that has grown very fast for us over the last one year at least has been user created small cases that they can share so that's something i think we launched in may last year where you know you can create a small case and share it privately uh so you, know, you can uh, give that link to someone else and then they can transact it so that's that's also grown pretty fast so it's divided into these four but today still windmill occupies the largest but slowly uh, over time you know managers and the user created part is growing but fast. the user created the user doesn't can't charge a fees right i mean this is just someone else just follows it types not even actually yes. follow yes. yeah like it's it's just a you a, can't even discover it either. got it got it so it's basically you give me a link and then i can it's like you know say a private youtube link or a private spotify playlist that you give uh, and like f- subsequent uh, updates also are not passed on or anything like that it's just at that point in time you're 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 your sort of sharing your watch list which you can buy as a small case but it's not it's not a managed small case in the sense that the user is charging a fee or managing the portfolio nothing like that got it yeah no and 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 the other other thing i i wanted to know for some time this broker gateway right i think i mean it's almost like for people who don't know it's almost like upi right as in your you built like a upi ecosystem for you know powering stock market transactions one thing i'm surprised with is why isn't that broker gateway available on on everywhere as in ideally it should be there everywhere like you know i i you know you know right from economic times to anyone blogging to is it because you, there is no revenue to be generated why do you think it doesn't you know ideally should be like available on every single website in in, in my head right as in why isn't it there as in why is that not while it has become still you know you know it is what is powering your publisher platform etc but i thought uh, you know like a lot more people would have done the integration the broker gateway integration uh, is it because there is no revenue for people or, or what do you think no uh, today there are like 30 apps and platforms that use the gateway for their transactions Uh, including our internal apps be it small case be it ticket tape etc uh like the one of the major landmark integrations that the gateway had was money control last year 
so and after that you know kind of interest has really grown as in because that was a use case that earlier wasn't possible wherever you're seeing content or information can you act upon it can you transact on it immediately uh, uh after that like we like today we are working with more than 50 uh, so uh i don't think there is a challenge of revenue uh, really that's hampering this or hindering this i think you know people get the use case uh one there are more people with dmat accounts today than say you know even a year back so now it's become a stronger use case for people uh, i think second it's a long integration cycle and you know because this is again something that nobody things off right as in upi or say payments is something that's core to uh, someone's business but today the kind of use cases that we're integrating with are very diverse very interesting and uh, the integration cycle takes a much longer time there but uh, like some of the use cases I'll, i'll just maybe mention one is obviously the content information platforms today we're live with say you know amani control uh, we are live with the value research for example few more content properties media properties coming in there uh some digital wealth platforms be it say aquera you know some other uh, multi asset class advisory platforms that use this so that you know they don't have to become a broker now to advise on stocks etfs all cases right so that's a big use case uh, uh you know we work with over 10 asset managers etf houses who actually use this to replicate how the mf transaction works how mutual funds are transacted on their websites and apps similarly now etfs can be transacted because earlier you needed to link it to the exchange via brokers to have an etf transacted so we work with 10 amcs there a bunch of distribution product distribution platforms be it say you know loan distribution platforms insurance distribution platforms as they are expanding their asset uh, offerings you know small case gateways coming in there payment apps neo banks some banks who don't want to who don't have their own embedded brokerage arms they are basically saying you know can we do a solution where we can par- leverage the top 10 brokers so a lot of new use cases i think you know it's really accelerated after money control went live last year uh, that you know people can now imagine like today we are live with the just dial for example which has stock information there so kind of you know we are also surprised by some of the use cases uh, but i think by the end of this year you'll see us live on more than 50 60 months oh sweet so but but the thing is uh, here you're not it is not generating any revenue for you right as in this is more putting the word out there as in, at least for now as in uh, or do you get to m- m- generate some revenue from the partner no so we have a fee that we charge you know whichever partner is uh, integrating the gateway that's our revenue model there but for the partners there are multiple ways that in which they can monetize one is you know on uh, opening new accounts so say for example this is similar to say you know uh, a chroma having a bajaj finance kiosk there right at the point of sale if you know if somebody is looking to buy a stock on money control and they don't have a dmat if you can get them to open a dmat account immediately that's a high intent high converting user for you so that is a way for you know say a money control for example to uh, monetize uh, say the other way is to offer small cases there's some uh, referral economics there for anybody who's offering small cases to their clients etc so uh, there are revenue models but again uh, people are not looking at that as the requirement or you know that as the primary motivation to do this it's more about unlocking a new use case or you know unlocking a new offering on the platform got it, got it. Uh, yeah. and the revenue models which are sort of linked with this are also like just sort of kicking in right mm-hmm. so for almost a big period of time there was actually no revenue model associated with it right so although even if there uh, 
clients would want to transact while they're consuming the information on the platform itself, right? For, for them, it was not get generating a revenue for a big part, big point in time. Uh, and uh, however small we were charging, there was a cost associated with it, right? But now with these revenue use cases going live, uh, and as well as a lot of these landmark integrations that Justin spoke about going live, things is like very quickly turning around. Got it. I think, uh, I mean, Anugra, you want to talk a little bit about ticker tape as well? Like when did this whole idea of ticker tape come about and you know, like, you know, because ticker tape on its own has become a large platform. You know, I remember Vasan saying it's in top 200 websites in India. And, and so congrats on that. Do you want to, do you want to talk about that as in how did that decision? Sure. So like, just like all the other products that we have built, right, whether it is publisher or whether it is gateway, it started with one use case, either for our partners or for our users, and then took its own shape. Right? More or less the same thing happened with ticker tape also. The first use case was uh, when the DIY uh, uh, portfolio creation started becoming one of the major, uh, like m major lines of of creating a small case. Right, that's when we started feeling the need for users to have a tool through which they can screen stocks. Right, for example, uh, people were creating a basket of FMCG stocks by by themselves. They were they were they wanted to create a basket of let's say undervalued stocks in a particular sector or things like that. And uh, they were going to different websites and then coming again to the small case platform, trying to create that basket. Uh, so it was a very broken experience. And that's when we decided decided that why can't we create a, a screener tool for them, which can give them all the different uh, criteria that they might want to look at uh, while they are building a screen or uh, creating a shortlist of stocks. And that's, that's why we first created screener. It, we never thought that we would go out and create something like ticker tape. We just wanted to give a tool to our users so that they can very seamlessly create small cases by themselves. And that's what we did at that point in time. We launched a screener. It was hosted on a small case itself, a screener or smallcase.com. Right? But when we when we launched it, I think the good the good part about everything that we do is we while we are trying to solve for our use case, we generally ended up doing end up doing a little bit more, which always gets more clients or more users on that property. And we started seeing a lot of traction, like screeners started getting a lot of traction. Uh, and like we had given them uh, a screening tool. Now people started demanding that, okay, I want to know more about the stock, which is getting into the small case. That's when we started thinking about, okay, now we need to create a stock page for this. Right? And when we, when that thought started cementing, that's when we realized that, okay, if we're going that far, why can't we create a whole, uh, let's say a whole property, which can fulfill all the information, content, and community needs around investments in general. And that's how the idea of Ticker Tape came about. Uh, and just the way we did with Publisher or Gateway, uh, whenever we are approaching any particular product, now given that there are so many products and each product is becoming like a business of its own now for us, right? We we end up creating an in-house separate team for this. Uh, so th th there is a team of separate designers, separate engineers, separate product managers who run the product. And now it's a completely independent team. And uh, the traffic on Ticketape is now crazy. We have uh, more than 2 million monthly active users. And uh, yeah, so that's that's something which is growing very fast. Now, after stock pages, we introduced mutual fund pages. Now we are going to very soon introduce mutual fund screener. Uh, and there are a lot of other tools that we put in together. So it's, it's sort of becoming a very 
wholesome content community information setup for in general around investments and and rohan what how do you react when all these new requests comes to you because i do the same at zerova right i keep you know like i keep going with these new business use cases to k and you know like try to sell it to him like uh, like how does it work how, how is that dynamic is in assuming you know anugra has got this oh, you know what we're doing screener let's do ticker tape you know so if say he comes like how does that happen as in uh, how does those conversations happen i think it's uh, usually one of two that you know where i would just say not possible or <laughs> let's do it right so uh, i mean a lot of times uh, what we're talking about right uh, it does make a lot of sense to just do but then i think even anugrah would understand that the way that we are working you know what's possible what's not what do we already have in pipeline what can we just stretch a bit to do you know move things around so we try to do that uh, but it's something not possible i think we've been pushing projects uh, for some time also right so if uh, it's not going to happen then uh, taking a leaf what out of yeah. sorry what is one of the products what is one of the products that exists that you said not possible i think uh, pretty much for all of them <laughs> that you know <laughs> we can't do this right now uh, for example when we were doing gateway i think for a few months even like 3 uh, 4 months we just spent thinking about whether we can actually do this or not thinking about how we would secure such a thing right? but at the end of it 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 just uh, made sense so we ended up doing it so that also bought us time to just prepare the team that you know this is something new that's coming in so just be ready finish off other projects jump on this so pretty much every uh, product that we have out there right now has gone through that cycle but eventually you know that not possible is because we just don't have the time to do it right now rather than that this is not a thing we should do yeah and actually most of the times when we are going to run we also sort of <laughs> ensure that we are going with an incremental request we are not going with a big bang plan <laughs> so that by the time we go we reach there a lot of it is already been built <laughs> oh no i i learned it also uh, demanding uh, in terms of how this will work what's the go to market what's the strategy how big this can get so <laughs> there are already projects that anugra and i are working on where we are researching so that we can take it to own very soon no i can be thankful to kailash like took a leaf out of his book here and you know just say no <laughs> i know i mean i had to i have to like you know have this whole setup right as in before i had to go to k with an idea right i'll be like selling him subtly for like you know send you know like you know like request from customers you know saying i want this i want this like create a demand for the product before i actually go pitch that you know so yeah no one of these okay, this this question actually i was i was looking at some of the older docs that i had like then one of the first few conversations i had with you guys so i i usually you know uh, i usually make notes of risks right uh, like i i really you know more than the opportunity for me as a as a trader i think i've always wired myself to think about risk and the big risk i had taken as a note from the original conversation with you guys when you started small keys is that you would want to become brokers right because uh, you know when you came and you spoke about integration etc i was trying to figure in, because i didn't know small keys i mean today in you know in hindsight i think the way you are building small keys i think you know if you had become a broker you couldn't have built publisher platform you know you wouldn't have the moat of broker gateway right as in someone else could have easily come build something like small keys and all of that i mean today in hindsight you know it seems like it's the right decision but back back in 
2016, sorry, as in uh, how far, I mean, like, uh, was it a divided decision of, of being on top of a broker versus being your own broker or uh, like, did that conversation happen? So I, I also remember you asking us uh, this because you were like, first, we, we told no, we don't intend to do any of these. Like, no, you were like, no, for sure, you'll become a broker. It's just a matter of time. I know you guys are ambitious. For a matter of fact, you'll become a broker. So at that point in time, we listened. But I think in terms of going completely on this path, uh, the thought might have crossed our mind at multiple uh, places, but we never actually seriously thought about it like we were very sure when we saw how you guys are working the kind of regulatory risk that is there right and the kind of problem that needs to be solved right so the broking we thought is a problem that has already been solved right now there were players like you and like few more here and there who were trying to create a very good experience around it right but the main problem that we pitched you that we wanted to solve right when we started going on that path, the more and more things started coming our way and we completely got immersed in that. And we actually, three of us have never even scheduled one single meeting to discuss this idea of becoming a broker ever. Okay, got it. I think honestly, uh, that, you know, this time that we spent in the zero the office, even whatever thoughts we had about it just completely <laughs> went off. Saying that, uh, but, uh, you know, the team here goes through every day uh, we are more product platform builders on that side. Let's stick on that side. Let's leave this too. Yeah, I very clearly remember one of the scenes. Uh, I think it was a Friday night. We were just going to start a poker session in your room. <laughs> and uh, you were on a call with some lawyers where some guy had put a case in Lucknow. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is <laughs> hell. <laughs> yeah. But, but you know, now that you see some of these brokers getting valued at whatever, right, like broking platforms, has that conversation happened as in recently? Is in like, you know, like, uh, you know, some of these platforms that are brokers, you know, being valued at billion, $2 billion and et cetera, right? As in, have you guys recently spoken about this or not really as in? Not at all. I, I don't think that's in our, even, you know, in our plans at all or even in our minds. Uh, I think, uh, you know, obviously broking is valuable from a business perspective, but for the things that we are building, uh, owning a broking setup doesn't really change much for us. Uh, I think we have to do more things uh, on top of this broking layer that we've built, be it the publisher, be it ticket tape, be it say gateway, and even more uh, things. Uh, as we are thinking about, you know, with how we should take this to other markets as well, again, the thought process there is, you know, find an execution platform, find a broker who would be, uh, you know, open-minded to figure this relationship out and go there versus saying, you know, a broking business is something that we should run. I think you know, that's something we're very clear on. Doesn't suit our DNA, doesn't, uh, isn't in, uh, part of our plans and ambitions. Yeah. And like after going through multiple rounds of funding, we also now understand <laughs> that <laughs> how, <laughs> how much we should get impacted by these valuations. That's sweet. Uh, when you say other markets, are you guys thinking about markets outside India? As in, and uh, if you are, I mean, I, I'd want to see what is Rohan's reaction. <laughs> it's one of those things where we are doing research and collecting information before we take it to Rohan. But yeah, sorry, Anugrah. No, yeah, I was going to say the same. <laughs> But uh, actually, we do see a very good use case. Like, for example, some of the things, uh, like, as you know, in, in case of a small case in India, fractional share setup is not possible, right? But which is possible in few of the other countries. And uh, direct 
uh, like a small case is more or less a direct indexing platform right and direct, direct indexing is something which is picking across the globe right and uh, if if you look at some of the companies probably valuation again is the wrong metrics but if even if you look at the valuation you look at their products right we are like far ahead compared to a lot of products that have come in be it in us or be it in uh, southeast asia right in terms of products the capabilities that we have built we are way ahead compared to that compared to them right so if actually we decide to take a product there we could have a very good very good use case and when we started thinking from that perspective is when we started doing that research which soon we we might take to do yeah and i think i think you know like with other markets you will also get over that i think the only broken experience i think in small case is rebalancing right and and it's not because you can't do it it's because of the regulatory issues right which uh, you know i mean have you guys uh, i know we have tried together to get this approved at regulators it will not happen i mean um, like how much how much how much how many what percentage of customers actually rebalance uh, is there you know on their own i mean forget the brokers you know where relationship managers are pushing them on their own do do uh, customers uh, rebalance i mean if yes what percentage they do uh, fairly high so what we measured is in the first 15 days of a rebalance order going through how many of the due re- small cases are rebalanced right that's that's around 60% so decently high number but again it's never gone to more than 90 so in the rest of the time it's between somewhere between 70 to 80 but uh, obviously auto rebalancing or you know having that kind of a capability will just make it simpler for the client i think you know it's a no brainer that we should do it at some no i think i think yeah if, if regulations allowed you know i mean i'm guess i'm sure you would have done it already right as in so and anugra this this whole direct indexing right do you, do you see that taking over etfs eventually as in uh like how do you i mean especially where wherever whichever markets you have access to fractionals to it you know i mean uh do you see that happening i mean is there really you know like like uh, incrementally is it better direct indexing versus etf as in like so uh actually when i think about it as a product right it's definitely more transparent and flexible right as soon as you put in whether you whether you are putting an etf structure or whether you are putting a mutual fund structure obviously an etf is a more efficient and more transparent structure compared to a mutual fund right but direct indexing is for sure better than that right? maybe yeah maybe you can just take like 30 seconds to explain what direct indexing is for people who yeah so uh, essentially an index is a portfolio for example if we, in in the indian context when we say nifty 50 it's a portfolio of 50 stocks which are weighted in a particular manner the nifty 50 is weighted as per their market caps right where the bigger market cap stock is getting uh, higher weightage in the portfolio and uh, what etfs are are essentially mutual funds but which are traded on the exchange and which gives you let's say access or which give which replicates these indices for example if you are investing in a nifty bees etf which is uh, run by uh, nippon essentially they are taking your money and investing into uh, these 50 set of stocks which sort of consist of nifty and their objective or mandate is to pass on the returns which are generated by nifty as an index and obviously they would charge some percentage in the middle as their uh, expense ratio right now in and it, but the transaction that the user is doing in this case is that uh, he's getting a unit of etf in his demat account he is not getting he is not becoming the shareholder of these stocks 
right? And he's just giving the money or let's say transferring the money to the AMC and he's getting the units in the DMAT. Now, in case of direct indexing, what happens is that uh, you would be directly investing into these 50 stocks. There is not going to be any vehicle which is going to come in the uh, between you becoming the shareholders. It, it will not be an ETF. It will not be a mutual fund. It, it won't be a PMS. Nothing is there. You are directly going and replicating the index in the same vetages that the index has. It could be a market cap weighted index. It could be a price cap weighted index. Whatever is the weighing, you would be doing directly that. Right. So a small case, essentially, at the end of it, this is a direct indexing platform. When you are creating your own portfolio or when someone else has created this portfolio. For example, today we support 50 stocks in a in a small case. So if someone wants to, let's say, directly go and invest into 50 uh, stocks of Nifty, right? They can come onto the platform. They can create that portfolio. But the challenge is that because fractional shares are not there in India, the minimum investment amount that they would have to put in in order to get exposure to all the 50 stocks is going to be very high if they have to maintain the same weighing scheme. Because if a stock might have a lower weight and a higher price, so they have to put more money into that, right? I think that's around 40 lakhs, I think, right? As in 25 or 40. Like, I, remember, I, I can't remember the exact number. To put up a Nifty 50, you know, if you want to create one unit of Nifty 50 yourself, I think you need to have something like, I don't know. Do, do you remember that number or not really? Yeah, I, I think it'll be a little lower, but definitely in uh, definitely above 5 lakhs for sure. Mm. But, uh, and that's the, that's the challenge, right? If fractional share fractional share investing was possible in India, then people could have just directly replicated a Nifty or any other index for that matter, right? And why the structure, I would say, is a little better? Because, for example, when we create a structure like an ETF, right? It's in, although it's a very old structure in India also, now the initial ETFs would have come in in early 2000s, right? It's still, most of the ETFs are not liquid in India. Right. And that's a very, 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 very difficult problem to be solved because there's a chicken and egg situation there. Right. But the thing is that the underlying stocks are actually liquid. Like if you go to like top 150, top 200 stocks, they're fairly liquid in India. Right. But if you look at a nifty mid cap ETF, it might not be liquid. Right. So if direct indexing was possible, right. So that such issues could like would automatically get. Correct, yeah. I mean, today, I think for most people starting ETFs, I think creating liquidity is actually the biggest challenge, right? As in just, just, just liquidity in on the market and direct indexing, you know, you kind of solve for it. Yeah. I think India, you know, just the regulatory structure in India doesn't allow ownership of fractionals, right? Uh, like in the U S so unfortunately I think it'll, you know, it'll be a while before we can see this happen in India, but, but yeah, so, so last couple of questions, uh, you know, I mean, you guys have built an amazing product. You know, I, I think, you know, like, Yesterday I was, you know, because I knew we we're getting on a call today, I was once again looking at all aspects and you know, all the, the all the all the bits, right? And it's it's amazing, you know, how you guys have grown over time. So so what I mean, maybe each one of you can share some learnings uh, about firstly about building a successful you know company, about maybe about working in regulated kind of environment, as in whatever, as in whatever you think is you know is. You know, it'd be nice for others to hear. You know, so maybe Anubra, you can start. You know, so. sure. Uh, so I think the first, uh, if I look at, if I look back all the five years, right, more than five years now, the first advice that I would give to anyone, whether they are starting a business in a regulated environment or outside, right, and it it might not be the advice that generally is given to entrepreneurs. I would say that build your safety net. 
because there are going to be times uh, where you would feel that the company might not survive there are going to be times when everyone in the world will say no right and at that point in time if financially also you are not sorted right you might not be in the right place right so but if at at least you have a safety net right which can sustain you through sustain you for one or two years minimum right that gives you a very good base to go out and do whatever you want without thinking about all of the unnecessary things right so that th- so that's something which i feel is very very important and whenever someone asks i definitely mention it and with respect to starting business in the regulated environment i i, I would say it has to be either two things either you got to have amazing mentors like nitin or <laughs> or you you need to have very good understanding of the space like because recently we have seen so many companies who have come and built some things which are not so not so much as per the regulations right so it it becomes a matter of time you put in so much of effort and energy into it and when you realize that it is not as per the regulations right then like the whole dream sort of crumbles right so instead of that it's always very good to let's say like go to people whom you look up to take take some mentorship from them or understand the industry before especially understand the regulations because in india the pace at which regulations are changing over the last 3 4 years that's also very very crazy right because the whole publisher platform all the features that we have been building for the last 2 to 2 and a half years are just trying to keep up the pace with the changing regulations right so having very good understanding of regulation is very critical and if you don't have it you need to go out and seek good mentors that, that, that's what i feel wasan i think uh, one learning across everything be it product be it company business building etc team building has been you know uh, the power of storytelling i think uh, everybody eventually is a person everybody you know all decisions are taken by people so there's never a final no to anything you have to basically convince for anything be it you know through the product you do it through your communications you do it with people that you work with people that who regulate you people who you partner with i think you know being able to convince people is a very important skill for anybody who wants to ஒன்னோ all people around so starting from the co-founders right so, i mean there's a lot that we bring on the table so we've got very segregated responsibilities and we have mutual respect for each other's uh, decisions and uh, thoughts and processes right so people from co-founders employees they bring a lot to the table again partners and obviously customers and i think one of the very initial few uh weeks when we were like we had some very angry customers and then just having a conversation with them and we realized that you know we could solve so much if we just understood them right? so people in all of these different respects and uh, uh you know definitely what uh, anugra mentioned right uh, having you around having people like k and others from the team of zerodha right it's just opened up a lot of different avenues for us to understand how things are going and need to be built and i think definitely uh since we're talking about a regulated space that is something 
that helped a lot because the first thing that comes to our head when we see some regulation is simply uh, not again so i think having people who have negotiated that already definitely helps a lot yeah so one last question so what what next for a small case i mean uh, is uh, like what are what, what are on list of things to do the the biggest things i mean uh, not product upgrades of sort isn't like how do you guys think the next 3 to 5 years i mean what would you be doing a small case in 3 to 5 years from now no sure i'll uh, i'll start uh, but uh, i think uh, it's it's honestly what we started out with is still what we're doing but uh, in different ways uh, still sticking to you know the theme of how do we build better investment products for individual investors uh, we've extended that through different ways there's publisher there's gateway there's ticket tape there's the core small cases concept uh, like one is obviously how do we continue adding more things into a small case right today it's stocks etfs reit so uh, adding another asset class adding another instrument basically opens up a lot more use cases be it around financial planning holistic advisory etc so can you uh, use small cases for those uh, scenarios uh, looking at other markets uh, how do you kind of you know take the same concept take it to other geographies take it to other users but uh, everything still will continue revolving around this core you know mission idea of what is uh, what are better investment products continue to build them enable them uh, develop them yeah uh, and just to add to that like as we talked about we have created these three four different products right and we mentioned that they are coming they are becoming business units in themselves right so one of the bigger objectives that internally now we have set for ourselves and we are very closely uh, like we we are very closely tracking is that we want these products to now actually become independent brands they have their own independent journeys right because if you keep everything together it obviously helps right but it restricts also in like sometimes uh, for example now we we want to ensure that ticket tape becomes a go to destination for community content uh, anything else which revolves around investments right yeah um, thanks thanks for doing this it's already 1 hour 20 minutes i didn't realize <laughs> so uh, thanks and you know best of luck with everything and yeah hopefully let's catch up soon in person you know? so, <laughs> cheers cheers This show is intended entirely for learning and informational purposes only. Please don't construe this as trading advice or a solicitation to trade. All the statements made herein are the individual views of the host and should not be construed as an opinion put forth by Zeroda or Rainmatter.